Welcome to Healthy Shit. The podcast about all things serious alternative health. And the wacky stuff you'll probably regret knowing about. Let's get into this shit. Hey guys, and welcome to Healthy Shit. We have a new episode for you today. It is on gut health. Cool. I'm super interested in this one. I know. I know. I've struggled with it and everyone I know has struggled with it. Yes. 100%. Every single person that I know has gut health problems. (laughs) Same. Yeah. And it's it's a super broad topic and everyone's still learning more about it every day. But um, Mm. we're sort of going to talk about the basics. We're going to talk about the issues, the symptoms, and then potential causes. And then within that, things that you can do to obviously help heal your gut. Cool. Um, but I guess before we get started, Harry, why don't you tell me about your gut issues? <laughs> <laughs> my, <Get all> TMI. <laughs> <laughs> my gut issues, uh, I often get, this could be way too much TMI, but we're just going to No, TMI. Just what so. I, I, you could talk, to, I could run into a stranger on the street and have them tell me all about their bowel motions, not in clinic. And I would be totally... I'd actually be stoked to hear about them. Like, I'm just... <laughs> I'm not stoked, but like totally content and happy to listen to anyone's bowel mo- movements on the street. Oh. Anyways, moving on. How do you go? <laughs> so, me and my girlfriend have made code words up for our stool consistency. Dang. So, you're going to meet my mate Dazza for okay. diarrhea. Okay. And Connie... Yeah, love it. Connie is constipation. Yeah. So that's like number number one to two, two yeah. on the bristle stool trap. That, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I tend towards the hanging out with my mate Dazza. Okay. More often than not. Right. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I'm not intolerant to anything mm. or dairy sometimes. Okay. But is, is it something that you can pinpoint? Like you can generally work out what's caused a reaction? Yeah, most of the time it's stress-related. Okay. But I've played around with a few things to kind mm-hmm. of yeah, right. manage it. Cool, which fair is, enough. Yeah. 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 I'm sure we'll talk about some of them. Yeah, anyway. big time. Yeah. How about you? My gut issues, I've had gut issues since I was like 12. Man. They were so bad. Like I was chronically constipated as a kid. I remember, yeah, my parents used to like force me to take laxatives when I was young. <laughs> Anyways, I have like, I have experienced every, which we're about to get to, the symptom part of the of the show (laughs) i swear i've experienced all of them throughout the years but my main one as a kid was constipation it was usually from stress and then when i would go traveling Mm. oh my god anytime that i would go traveling i'd get really constipated like most people the amount of people that i hear and talk to about traveling and constipation like one of my friends was in hospital the other week because she was so constipated while she was traveling. She had a poop for three weeks. I was like, how did you not That's die? Dangerous. How did you not like actually <laughs> But I do think one time when I was traveling around America, I didn't go to the bathroom for like full two weeks. Hands yeah, down. Right. We were traveling in an RV with my family. It was not a good mix. Oh, Oof. Why is um, that? Is that because of the flight? That's what I heard. Uh, or is lots it a mix of things. Of things. It's a mix of things. Mostly yeah. the flight, I think, is what sets people off. It's right. like the chain reaction. So it's normally like that idea that if you miss one bowel motion, you can then, then you Effect, can, yeah. especially if you tend towards constipation. Yeah. But um, and usually it's just like the change of environment that that time. It's so subconscious often, and it's yeah, it's one of the it's a it's a hard one to beat traveling and constipation. I actually had 
at one point my parents booked me in for when I was like 15 hypnotherapy to help with my traveling constipation <laughs> didn't help and then the next day I went to yoga and the guy who gave me hypnotherapy was my yoga teacher so I was like hell no am I ever going back there <laughs> what did you did you ever do it no what the hypnotherapy yeah yeah I did it that one time what and I went in and I was like hey I'm here for hypnotherapy to help me poo yeah, right. When I travel. What did they say? You will poo when you travel next. I don't remember. I'm not going to lie, but I was mortified the next day when I went to yoga and he was literally my yoga teacher. That's I was like, I'm never coming to this yoga class again and I'm never getting hypnotherapy huge again. Huge red flags. It was so weird. <laughs> it, was so weirdest, weird. it was the weirdest thing. And I like went to his house. It was just one of those like strange therapists, like alternative therapists. Like, why did I, why did I do this? Yeah. I'm not, uh, hypnotherapy is great. I'm not, I'm not dissing hypnotherapy, but just when I was 15 in that time, and I just talking to a stranger about your poop was too much, but now I'd talk to anyone about my poop, but mm. anyways. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, you've obviously had a lot of experience with gut health. Yes. You are yes. Abby's tummy. Yes. Fully. Well, that was the idea behind my, Instagram name was that I was going to upload more about like gut health, but I just never have because I sort of fixed my gut health and then I was like, oh, I'm not really that <laughs> interested in it anymore. Now people tell me about their problems. I'm like, oh, that really sucks. <laughs> Come see me in clinic. Like I'll fix you up. But, like, <laughs> but I guess this episode will be really great. If you've got gut issues, we're sort of going to touch on all the different causes. If you know a lot about gut health, you'll probably find this a bit boring and like, oh, I already know all of that. Mm. But I think this is for your average person who's like, man, I don't know if I'm bloated or if I've got too much flatulence or if I'm, I don't know what the difference is between abdominal pain or like what my issues are, then this is sort of for you. Um, so I think to start us off with, mm. let's talk about all the different array of gut issues and symptoms. And often people who have gut issues, they can have one or more or all of the symptoms <laughs> and there it's bloating. That's the main one that everyone always... I feel always like everyone's bloated. Yeah, and all everyone girls complain about it because they're like, oh, I want to look nice in my dress. Bloating's such an issue. Um, but is that actual bloating or is that just... It depends. Everyone's got such a full. different scale of what they declare as bloating. Some people will say they're bloated just because they ate a meal. And it's like, buddy, you're not bloated. You've just got food in your tummy, tummy. and your tummy's doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. But then okay. there are people who have like crazy bloating right where it's like you literally they say they look like they're three months pregnant you're like oh sure 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 and you literally see it or you see a photo of it and you're like holy heck it looks like yeah. you've grown a literal baby yeah overnight i've seen that before take yeah so that's what i would say like i mean there's obviously that scale and then yeah, yeah so you know anywhere in between that <laughs> i'm sure call it whatever um so that's bloating and okay. then we've got excessive flatulence which generally they all like coincide with bloating coincides with all of the the next ones what is um, flatulence is that farting farting yeah oh, flatulence. i prefer the word farting <laughs> <laughs> well it's more professional to say flatulence although dare i say when you ask someone that they get extremely confused and then it's almost worse when you have to like clarify and then I'm really weird. I'll be like, I'll be like, hey, like, oh, do you have any flatulence? Then they'll look at me confused and I'll go, farting? <laughs> do you do any toots? <laughs> and I like make a weird face. <laughs> oh, it's heavy. Oh, it's too much. Too oh, it's grim. Um, okay. And then constipation. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's self-explanatory. Diarrhea. Mm -hmm. Then we've got abdominal pain. Nausea. Yeah, um, right. Oh, and then you have things like, you know, blood and mucus in your stool, um, hemorrhoids. They're all like, I mean, there's so many symptoms are correlated, mm. but they're the main things that I guess people struggle with. 
Yes. And there's like obviously a big difference between constipation and diarrhea and bloating and nausea or abdominal pain and nausea. It's like if you so depending on what symptom you have, you can like with good questioning and good good investigation without tests, you can sort of figure out what the root cause might be. But also if you go and see an integrative practitioner or naturopath or nutritionist, they can do um like so much extensive testing, mm. comprehensive testing to figure out exactly what the potential causes are. Mm. So yeah, that's cool. Lots of what? different gut tests, things like that. Mm. A lot of the time when people, they don't often come to see me for gut stuff, but we talk about gut stuff Yeah. for other indications. We don't, I'm not there to fix their gut stuff, unfortunately, no. but it just gives but me... you do like nervous system stuff. Yeah it's, yeah. it's more related to find out more about the nervous system. Yeah. But everyone I see with sounds like they have serious gut stuff have all of those symptoms. All at the So same how do you time. know what Yeah, then it's hard. hard. And it's like yeah. if you go to a GP <laughs> IBS, IBS everything and low FODMAP diet, I can't. I'm sorry. But if you if you don't know then It's not gonna work. I don't know. Like if you yeah. So anyone that I don't know. I I can't I don't even know where to start with my like angst towards this subject but like if you go come and tell me that you have ibs and you're like i'm diagnosed ibs i'm like sick <laughs> diagnosed what cool it's like i'm diagnosed as a female it's like sick yeah that's <laughs> that what tells me what <laughs> so ibs yeah. is basically a band-aid diagnosis for anything if you go to a gp and you just say i've got you could have diarrhea constipation whatever it might be they'll just say you've got ibs Generally, if you've got a good doctor, they might test you for like parasites or sometimes they'll, but even the parasite testing that the GP offers is really, really, they don't test for much. Mm. It's a very small um, range of different things that they test for. And um, they'll just, yeah, tell you to go on the low FODMAP diet and it just takes out like 70% of the foods in the pyramid and... And then you're meant to live like that. Yeah. You can't have like garlic and onion. But you don't know if you've got... Like some people, yes, you might have a sensitivity to garlic. But to map... To pop all people under I, under the IBS blanket and say, go on low FODMAP. Mm. So everyone take out everything from beans to garlic to onion to ginger to... Oh, so many different things. It's just silly. It's 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 the that worst thing ever. That would ruin my life. Yeah, and it just causes eating disorders and bad yeah. mentality with food and cause you to... Think of certain foods as bad, but they're not bad foods. They're totally fine. Like yeah, right. a high FODMAP food or what's described as a high FODMAP food isn't bad. So anyway. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess let's get into the potential causes and going through just the main ones. There's obviously so many different reasons why your gut might be out of whack, but these are the most common. So the first one we're going to talk about is bacterial overgrowth or suboptimal microbiome, hmm. which is often spoken about i feel like this is you know the talk of the town and yeah, right. gut microbiome it's the most common one that people will refer to when they have gut issues they'll be like oh just take probiotics so bacterial so obviously in your gut you've got all a bunch of different bacterias you got a, it's called it's called a microbiome think of it as like a an ecosystem you know you can't have sharks without Give me a give me fish? a without fish. Yeah, I don't know. You can't have fish without algae. 
Oh, right. Like the ecosystem. You know, so one can't... feeds off another yeah, yeah, and yeah. they and need to coexist. Whereas like if all the fish die, then there won't... Then the sharks will die because they've the got no The sharks food. will die. And then if there's... All the sh- if all the sharks die, then there'll be too many fish. Fish, yeah, And right. then we'll just have fish piling up on the beach. <laughs> yeah, right. There'll be fish overgrowth. <laughs> yeah, it's sort right. Of the same idea, right? It's like you want to create a really... You just want to create a balanced environment, but mm. also this microbiome. I mean, obviously we're finding out so much more every day, but there's, you know, the theory that your microbiome changes through the seasons. It changes in your environment, changes regarding what food you're eating, what water you're drinking, what, oh my God. Is it meant to change? With your stress levels. Um, I guess that's, that's probably, I'm actually not too sure. I, I mean, think the surely theory, it has I mean, I to. think in theory, yes, I think it's supposed to because it's there to actually help you by changing. But some, I mean, I guess if you're stressed and then your microbiome changes, it's not necessarily a good thing. Right. So like if it changed within it the seasons. But like if it changes within the seasons, yeah, it's probably a good thing because it's adapting, adapting to the to food the that you're eating and the yeah, temperature and whatnot. Right. But then there's obviously some negative adaptations. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't know too much about that one, but... I can tell you that the gut microbiota does play a vital role in digestion and nutrient absorption. So when the microbiome is imbalanced, harmful bacteria, or what we may describe as harmful, will proliferate, (laughs) Um, leading to like increased gas during the um, ferment. Okay, can we just cut that? Mm. Okay. Um, So the gut microbiota plays a vital role in digestion and nutrient absorption. So when this microbiome is imbalanced, harmful bacteria can increase. Mm -hmm. So often like you'll hear people going on antibiotics and it'll kill off the quote unquote good bacteria. And then the bad bacteria, quote unquote, like candida Mm -hmm. will grow a lot. So a lot of people will experience things like oral thrush or other types of thrush after they have antibiotics because they've removed the good bacteria so therefore the bad bacteria can grow like wildfire Mm. um but obviously the bacterial overgrowth or the imbalance in the microbiome can cause different symptoms so it'll cause bloating mostly Mm -hmm. so it'll cause excessive gas because during like there'll be undigested food essentially and then that increases fermentation and yeah, it just gets a bit nasty. If you could, are you picking up what I'm putting yeah. down? Yeah, I don't know if I described like, that very well, but yeah, I feel like um, the suboptimal microbiome not only causes bloating, but it will also cause, you know, diarrhea, constipation, all of the above. Like there's bacteria that... Um, enhances or like helps you increase your bowel motions and so if you lose that bacteria your bowel motions will slow down like there's all different types of bacteria and they do all different types of things so if i i could be completely wrong here so you Mm. might have bacteria that help break down things to soften it and ones that make it harder you're, I'm talking about your feces. I don't actually know no. that. No, I'm not. They all got like separate jobs and if you have an yeah, imbalance that's, of that's one... that's my understanding, yes. You end up tending towards mm. the one that has yeah. the imbalance. Yeah. So like often if you have diarrhea, right, you want to be taking a specific type of probiotic mm-hmm. that's going to help 
reduce your bacteria, uh, your, sorry, your diarrhea versus if you've got constipation, there's another type of probiotic that you can take that will increase your bowel motions. Right. Yeah. And okay. it's not a laxative, nor is it anything. It's not like a, it's not like you're eating charcoal with the diarrhea one, but it's like mm. bacteria that helps promote that. The healthy function mm. to yeah. restore. Yeah. It's That's really cool. interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you could take a deep dive into all the different bacterias and learn all the different things that all those different bacterias do. Um, but we would be here for days. Maybe we make another episode where we actually talk about all the individual probiotics and bacterias and exactly what they do. How interesting That'd be would that cool. be? Yeah, I'd like, love I've to know which ones which. I've never listened to anything like that. No, It'd be neither. good to research and then we'd know it. Yeah, and maybe we could have some examples <laughs> of... be like lactobacillus, you know? You yeah. know what that is, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Didn't so, know that. Yeah, so obviously um, restoring a healthy microbiome is crucial for optimal digestive health. So if, you know, you're experiencing any of the above symptoms, any gut issues, a good place to start is taking different probiotics, trialing different probiotics, if you do not have the funds or the means to do a comprehensive microbiome test, which in a perfect world you would do that and you would know exactly what probiotic you need to take because you would know what you're lacking. But if you can't do that, then experimenting different with different probiotics. I'll have some people that'll tell me they went on one specific probiotic and they were like, oh my God, all my gut issues just vanished. If you don't know if you're constipated, just have a feel. Okay, <laughs> have a feel. Have a yeah, feel right. of your intestines, and you'll feel it. It's sort of like just just feel. You will un- you'll feel it. It feels like a sausage. If it, there's no other way to describe it, right? It's just your intestines full. Yeah, obviously, if you're feeling your abs, it's going to feel different to your intestines, mm. right? So just like you can watch some videos on it too. Try and visualize it. Try and understand, and then yeah, you'll be able to suss if you're constipated. And then if you are constipated. There's obviously a lot of different things that you can do. The classics, drink more water, eat more fiber, um, relax, um, make time to go to the bathroom, which a lot of people don't. They wake up, they go to the gym and they go straight to work. Where did you get time to go to the bathroom? You're up straight out of bed and into your sympathetic nervous system. Thank you. <laughs> it's been too long. Well then. Um, you get up straight out of bed and you're straight into your sympathetic nervous system state and your body will not want to go to the bathroom. Therefore, you're constipated. Hmm. So make time. And then other ones are like abdominal massage. So like your right side is where your intestines start. And so that is your transcending colon. So all the way from like your... I call it ascending to make it seem like it goes up. Ascending, tra- transcending, descending. Yeah. Oh, you say ascending. ascending. What did I say? Transcending. Did I say transcending? Yeah. Isn't that one transcending? Yeah. Why did, oh, okay. Should I start Let's again? Let's again. Okay. <laughs> so we've now discovered on your right side of the body <laughs> is where we're going to start. Okay. So the right side of the body, of your body, when you're looking down, you're right. Like where your hip is. Well, mm. Not really. I don't know. Everyone's yeah. different. Whatever. Hip. That is where your colon, your large intestine starts. So you've got your ascending colon. Nice. And then across the top, so just under your rib cage, you're going to have the transcending colon. Mm-hmm. And then on the left side of your body going all the way down, you're going to have the descending colon. Now, obviously, the descending colon is what then leads to your, what's the professional word for? Rectum. <laughs> Thank you, Harry. 
<laughs> your rectum, which is where you poop. So when you need, so when you're feeling to, I guess, sort of feel if you're constipated, start feeling from the descending colon. If you can sort of like feel tightness or if it even hurts, you probably, you either need to go to the toilet now, but then if you're sort of still feeling like toughness and stiffness up just under your rib cage, then I would literally, I would classify you as constipated. And then if it's going all the way down your ascending colon, so down the right side as well, oh I'd say you're pretty solidly constipated. It's a lot of backup. It's a lot of backup. Like you've basically backed up the train to freaking Canada. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of poop in there. You can also, in a, which way is a clock? That would be a... It'd be clockwise. a clockwise direction if you're looking at your own tummy. If you're looking at your own tummy. Yeah. Clockwise. Thank you, Carrie. No worries. Massage it sort of like... In the direction of the... Yeah, of yeah. the colon, literally. Like That's cool. you're trying to get the train out of the station. <laughs> Pushing the train. <laughs> There's too many like funny analogies in this podcast. It's just because it's poo. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. <laughs> I love talking about poo. Anyways, um, that's another thing that you can do. Um, obviously meditation, anything to do with your nervous system. What else? Oh, f- yeah, taking psyllium husk, but lots of water with the psyllium husk as fiber. Um, herbal laxatives, you can get a colonic. They're all short-term Band-Aid effects, the colonic and the um, laxative, mm-hmm. but like a herbal laxative. Also, if you are like, yep, I'm constipated, do not take a laxative from a chemist. Just swear off them. Do not do it unless it's a, a one-off occasion where you're constipated and you know that you've got a good reaction to laxatives. Sure, whatever. I have nothing against that. But if you're chronically constipated because of your lifestyle, your stress, your diet, whatever, all those laxatives are going to do is you're going to get used to them. Your body's going to stop reacting to them and then they're just going to cause so much more harm. So just try and not use laxatives. Use anything else. Coffee, freaking down 10 cups if you have to. <laughs> Just don't touch a laxative. Fair enough. I'm like so anti-laxative. There you go. Yeah. All right. Okay, so that's constipation. Then I guess the next one's like parasite and gut infections. Mm-hmm. So obviously parasites you can pick up anywhere. Um, they can wreak havoc in your digestive system. So you can spend all this time repairing your gut and then you'll get a, a gut bug or a parasite mm-hmm. and then you'll sort of be back to square one <laughs> is it literally a worm because i always picture yeah, a worm yeah like a worm they're all a bit different but yeah they're like worms like visible worms or like microscopic well, they all look quite different so let me pick up pull up some photos maybe okay harry let's upload a post of different looks of parasites okay so guys if you want to look at what parasites and worms look like we're talking about obviously intestinal parasites then look at our instagram and you can have a sauce yeah so look at that oh my god so like one looks like that's the tapeworm so that's the one that's like almost like um in segments and then a hookworm yeah they're all they literally look like worms i looked up the longest tapeworm the other day i don't know mm -hmm. why it was like 78 feet yes hectic it's disgusting. You almost like don't want to talk about it too much. Look at that one. Yeah, it's hectic. Well, like we both have worked in a colonic place and the girls have shown you like videos of the worms, right? Yeah. Coming out. They're quite <sighs> thick. They're Yeah, they're thick. They're yeah. almost like... They're juicy. I find they look almost like... 
They look like poo algae. almost. Oh, yeah, like seaweed. Like seaweed yeah. when they come out. Um, but yeah, it's so fascinating to see them. That one has teeth. <laughs> yeah, fully. Um, so, yeah, oftentimes when you get a colonic, especially if you have like parasitic killing herbs prior, they will come out in the colonic. It's really interesting. And you get to watch them come out and you're like, holy moly, I wouldn't have known that I had a parasite. You so, you know, How if do you, you know if you have a parasite? Well, you can get a, a, the comprehensive gut test often tests for a few different ones, but just questioning depending on when you got it. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that the testing can only tell you so much. You sort of, if you really, really, really want to know what I would do is I'd take antiparasitic herbs mm-hmm. and then have like four colonics and, and then see. you'll know. Yeah. It's not going to do any harm anyway. No, exactly. Mm, okay. Only do good. Although often when you kill off a parasite or a worm, mm. you have a bunch of different like symptoms that come along and it's a really hectic thing to do. You get like, oh, really? they call it like the die off phase. It's sort of like die, like um, when you do any form of antibacterial, if you've got like too much, even like candida, the kill off yeah. of that is like having a hangover, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Everyone really? experiences it different. Sometimes it's like just mood so it's swings. It's like a detoxing. It's like a detox effect. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Hectic. Yeah, there's a, yeah. It's a a whole other world. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so that can be one of the causes of your gut problems. (laughs) The more scarier um, cause. But um, then we're going to move on to the most common one, which is obviously stress. So as everyone knows, the gut is the second brain, um, a.k.a. the gut-brain axis. Mm -hmm. So prolonged stress can disrupt this axis and it can lead to all different things like an imbalance in the gut microbiota, increased inflammation and heightened sensitivity. So generally if you, you know, stress can cause both constipation and diarrhea. I feel like in most people, most of the time I see it more diarrhea with stress, but it just depends Some people. Like for me, I get constipated when I'm stressed. So everyone's so different. Um, our lifestyles are literally full-time chronic stress. So (laughs) (laughs) the things that I would do if stress is the issue would be things like breathing exercises or meditation, um, there's finding time to do something for yourself, relaxation, Anything from bloody dry brushing to yeah, this right. is more your area of expertise yeah. is like the nervous system and reducing stress. Mm. So, why don't you are you see? talking about just before you eat, or are you just talking about in life generally? In I think like the reason why you would do it before you eat would be to specifically decrease bloating because it would be helping with the digestive process in the stomach. Whereas mm. like if you've got constipation, you probably want to be doing it more generally outside of a meal time. Yeah, because yeah, it's okay. more about gotcha. getting the gut to actually move and start having that like peristalsis effect. Mm. What it, cool. It's not an effect, it's a muscle. Yeah. What do you call it? Like increase your peristalsis. Yeah, smooth muscle. Yeah, <laughs> magnesium. <Cool. laughs> yeah, let's sneak that one in there. Lots of magnesium. <laughs> Should have mentioned that with the constipation. Yeah, magnesium. Yeah, right. Water. I feel like magnesium's great for everything. Everything. Yeah, and and obviously stress. Mm. Or you can go see Harry, and he will sort that out for you. He will do a. Well, we can re- release. Yeah, we can something. reset the nervous system and reset your nervous system. Aim for the gut to kickstart itself again. Yeah. 
usually we hear people's tummy rumbles and they're like, wow. Yeah, Harry's done it to me before. And then my gut has been better. So I can attest to it working. Thanks. It's not a... It's It's just about moving. It's not a fix. It's just like, it's allows you to do everything else Abby's talked about on here a bit easier. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like helping your body come out of that fight or flight Yeah, into that rest and digest so that, yeah, you can heal your gut. Cool. Um, okay, then the last one that I sort of want to touch on, which is never spoken about, I swear, with gut health, is mm-hmm. an immune system and or a poor immune system being a cause of gut issues. I really? swear it's always overlooked massively. It's like even with like own overgrowth of bacteria everyone takes probiotics they do not ever think about supporting the immune system but 70 to 80 percent of our immune cells are in the gut and there's a direct correlation between the intestinal microbiota and the intestinal epithelial layer and the immune system so like this immune cells in our gut directly correlate with our microbiota therefore all the gut issues that we might have so let's say you've got um, thrush or an overgrowth of candida because I swear that's one of the most common ones. Mm. If you're just taking the probiotic for it, like the lactobacillus, mm. you're just hitting one one part of the system. Like you need to be supporting your immune system too. Like you need zinc. You need your body to right. be able to fight off that excess amount of bacteria. Your body should be able to self-regulate. And if it's not able to self-regulate, then we're, you know generally it's an immune system problem. That's so fascinating. Yeah, there it's wild. Go. Yeah. It's never spoken about. And I'm yeah, such a, yeah. I'm almost like the other way when t- people tell me about their guts. I'm like, because I know they're probably going to start taking probiotics. I just yell at them. I'm like, look after your immune system. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and then it will, you know, that's more of a long-term fix. Like, you know, probiotics are great. But in comparison to, let's say it is an immune system problem, then probiotics are just a Band-Aid. But fixing your immune system is a long-term approach. Yeah, I guess it's the same with any supplement. It yeah. just helps you get back to your exactly. normal. Yeah. You want to then mm. move away from mm. it and have it included into your Fully. diet and lifestyle. Yeah, big time. Yeah, cool. so that's pretty much all of it. I mean, we covered the different potential causes and the different mm. symptoms. Um, it's pretty that's good. just a really general overview of gut health. Um, Super comprehensive. Really? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I would have thought that was uh, very broad. So if anyone's into gut health listening to this, I'd be like, don't listen, please. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, it's nothing new in my mind, but I guess, yeah, this is really for people who just don't know about why they've, why they're farting a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We didn't even talk about burping. Oh yeah. We didn't talk about. Reflux. We didn't talk about any of that. So, you know, it wasn't as comprehensive as it could have been. Yeah. There's just so much that can happen. There's so much. The gut's massive. Like, how do you talk about all of it? We could talk about each of these factors in a full episode, but we could pull out studies and actually reference what we're talking about. But I guess we just wanted to give a... Boring. Cool. Thanks so much. I learned heaps. Did you? Yeah. What did you learn? Give me one fact. About the immune system was the biggest one. Okay. And how that actually... Did you say I feel like you're cheating because that was the last thing I said. No, but I had no idea. I never, <laughs> I never link the immune system to the gut. Yeah, wild, right? Yeah, I know. And like, well, that's a, like people with immune problems, like uh, thyroid problems and autoimmune. Mm. They say one of the biggest things that you can work on is your gut health because that's yeah, the immune right. system. Kind of like Crohn's disease, then. Yeah, fully. 
That's an autoimmune disease. And it's, and it's all gut. in the gut. Yep. Hectic. Yeah. It's wild. Wow. Cool. Well, thank you. That's okay. Let us know if you have any questions about gut health. Yeah. Oh, also, I did ask my Instagram if anyone had any questions. Let me see if anyone's answered it. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> if not, then... Oh, it hasn't uploaded. Oh, well. <laughs> that was oh, too well. late. I'm going to delete it. <laughs> Classic. Should everyone go get tested at some point in their life? Uh, only get tested if you have gut problems. I wouldn't get tested if you have no problems. Waste of money. Waste of money. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Cool. But also just, yeah, some people, they'll say that they don't have gut issues. And you hear that you smell them fart and you're like, oh, I'm telling you how you have gut issues. <laughs> well, what should your fart smell like then? Not that bad. Not like you killed someone and shoved it up yeah, somewhere right. where it doesn't belong. They shouldn't smell that bad. If it's an occasional bad smell because you ate something, sure. But like if you're having consistently bad smells and like, oh, we didn't even talk about the liver. We didn't even talk about how the oh, liver no. impacts like your digestive enzymes. Yeah, okay. And like you, the malabsorption of fat and like if you've got sticky poop, if you have to wipe a few times after the bathroom, then trust me, your poop is not the gold standard. Like you should be oh, doing God. one wipe. I'm in trouble. One wipe wonder. Oh, oh Harry. No. Oh, no. You need to do your own liver work then. Heavy. You can okay. do it on yourself, surely. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> See how I go. Okay. Um, no one's asked questions. So. Okay. That's cool. The end. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks, guys, so much for listening. We really appreciate it. I hope you yeah. learned something. If you have any questions, yeah, message us and uh, we will chat to you in the next episode. Yeah, sounds good. And buy Abby's book to fix your gut. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. For more information on where you can find us, maybe book in to see us or ask us a question, head to our Instagram page, the.healthyshit.podcast or read the description below. We would love to hear from you. Chat to you next time. Just a reminder that this podcast is here to educate, empower and entertain you. It is not here to replace the care or advice that you receive from your health care provider.